hope that you're having a great day. Thank you for including us in your day and making us a part of your day. Welcome to The Quest. It's always good to be together, especially if you happen to be checking us out. If that's you, we encourage you to scan the QR code that's right there. That QR code will, in fact, pop up a link. That link will help address some of the questions that you might have about who we are, what we're passionate about, what's important to us. It'll also allow you to connect with us if, in fact, that's something that you'd like to do. We would love to connect with you. That's why we're here. If you need someone to pray with you, if you want to give online, if you want to find out more information about our church, it's all done right there through that QR code. We also want to remind you that all these talks are available in podcast platform. All you have to do is search Fresno Quest Church in any of the podcast platforms that you're a part of, and you'll find us there. I hope that you're experiencing God in your life today. I hope that you're experiencing God's strength for the needs of your life. I hope that you have faith today. And, and listen, if you don't, I don't want you to get discouraged. I want to pray for you. And I want us to ask God to give us what we need. We're in a series right now entitled Promises, Promises, looking at the promises of God that are directed to meet our needs. And God wants to meet your needs. But the scripture says that we have not because we ask not. And I just want to encourage you to ask God for what you need today. Can we do that together? Father, we love you so much. You know our needs. You know our lives. Father, right now, you know the anxieties and the worries and the fears and all the issues that we might deal with. Father, you know every need in our life. You know every detail of our life. We turn to you and recognize that you are the source. You are the one who meets all of our needs. So we ask you, Father, that you would meet the needs of our lives that you provide the strength that we need, the faith that we need to walk with you. And we ask this today, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, as I said, we're in a series that we've entitled Promises, Promises. And promises are important in every relationship. When we make promises, it creates hope, it provides security, and it establishes strength in the relationships that we have for the people that we love. What our promises do is they create an expectation in other people. It whets our appetites for something desired, something needed in our lives. But as you know, promises are only as reliable as the person making them, right? I mean, I've got people in my life, and I'm sure you do too, that if they make promises, I don't get my hopes up. It's not that they're terrible people and it's not that I don't love them, but they've broken their word many times. They're not reliable so when they make a promise, I'm not absolutely sure that they're going to follow through with the promise. But then again, I have people in my life that when they make a promise to me, it excites me because they are reliable and dependable people. They always come through with their word. And the same is true with God. His promises to us provide strength for us because he's strong. He's dependable. He's reliable. He's trustworthy. He is faithful. We can look at the definition of what a promise is, and this is the definition we've been looking at. It says this, promises is an offer with a guaranteed result. It's assurance that someone will do what they say that they will do. And the question is, do you have assurance, that complete confidence, that what God says he will do for you, he will do. Not that he'll do for me, Pastor Dave, but do you have the confidence that he will do what he says he will do for you personally? Here's another definition of what promises are, and that's this. The promise is the assurance that God gives to his people so that we can walk by faith while we wait for him to work. The promises of God keep us walking with God. They give us strength to trust God. God wants us to know that he can be trusted 
and that he is reliable. Listen, what God is working in us, he's provided for us. The promises of God speak to what he's doing in our lives. Listen to the scripture in 2 Peter. It says this, that God gave us very great and precious promises. With these gifts, you can share in being like God, and the world will not ruin you with its evil desires. They are actually a protection for us. So all that God has for you, all that God desires for you, all that God wants for you, he has already promised to you and he's provided for you. I can't make this statement enough. It has to sink into our hearts and you might want to write it down. But it's this, God's promises to us communicate his love for us. God's promises to you communicate his love for you. God understands you and he knows you intimately. He knows the needs you have and he promises to meet your needs when we make him our source. The promises God gives to us provide strength for us to trust him, to do life with him as he designed for us to do. So the promise that we're looking at today is a really important one. It's one that we so desperately need in our world today and in our lives today for sure. And you can write it down. God wants to give you peace. God's love for you longs to meet this need within you. And peace is one of our greatest needs. For all that you're going through in this world, for all that you face in this world, for all the hurts that you've encountered, we need peace in our lives. Listen to one of the times that this promise is mentioned to us. It says this in Isaiah. It says, The mountains may disappear and the hills may come to an end, but my love will never disappear. My promise of peace will not come to an end, says the Lord. And here's another one. God makes his people strong. God gives his people peace. So that's the question. Do you have peace in your life? Not a self-generated peace. Do you have God's peace in your life? Do you know what God's peace looks like? The Hebrew word in the Old Testament for peace is shalom. And that word translated means to make something complete and whole and not lacking. To live well, to live whole, to live healed. It implies that something that has been broken has now been put back together in its original condition, the way it was designed to be. So when God gives us peace, its wholeness that affects every part of our lives. Jesus said that he gives us peace, unlike the world's peace that we live in. And, and listen to how he says it. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. We live in a world where there's a lot of things going on right now and a lot of things that are stirring up fears within us. The world's peace is established by governments and systems and rules. It's a peace that's generated when everybody follows the rules, when everyone shares the same values, when everything is going well. But we know that not everyone follows the rules. We know that not everyone shares the same values, and we know that not everything in our world actually goes well. The peace that the world seeks to give is tranquility and calmness, and it's based on the absence of conflict and tension. And basically the difference between the world's peace and God's peace is, and you can write this down, is this. The world's peace seeks to change the circumstances around us while God's peace changes the heart within us. See, the world can't control the circumstances around us. That's why the peace from the world is unreliable and inadequate. God provides a peace that changes us. 
It brings stability to us for everything that we face. David writes this in Psalms. He says, only God gives inward peace, and I depend on him. Listen, we may need peace, and we may even want peace, but something we have to understand, and another feeling you can write down is this. We can't experience peace from God until we experience peace with God. Listen, that is why this world will never know God's peace. We can't have peace from God when we don't have peace with God. Our condition at best is broken and flawed. The nature of sin within us sets a barrier between us and God. Peace with God is peace on God's terms. As you know, the sin in us is because of us. I need to come to God on his terms. I need to ask God for forgiveness. We need shalom. We need peace that makes us whole again, as we were created to be. God created you for relationship with himself, but our sin pushed God away. And God provided his son and Jesus was born and came with a mission and a purpose to die on the cross and pay the penalty for our sins and to be restored to new life that we could experience the new life that the Holy Spirit brings in us. Jesus' death made new life possible in us. And not only that, Jesus' death made peace with God possible. Listen to what the scripture says. It says this in 2 Corinthians, that God was in Christ making peace between the world and himself, not putting their sins to their account, and having given to us the preaching of this news of peace. Here's another scripture. Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. That verse speaks to this next point you can write down. We can experience peace with God when we surrender ourselves to the Son of God. If you want peace with God, what you do with Jesus really matters. I was talking with somebody just this week about how offensive Jesus is to so many people. Most people are okay with God, but they have a hard time with Jesus. Yet Jesus came to die on the cross and provide forgiveness to us and for us. Listen, when we yield ourselves to Jesus, when we make our life about his life, when we choose to follow him, it's then that we experience him. And we get to experience the peace that he gives Jesus came to establish peace with God, to provide forgiveness from God, to set things right between us and God. And I mentioned this last week, but we are made right with God, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. He paid the penalty for our sins. A scripture that we use for communion oftentimes is found in Isaiah 53, where it speaks of this, where it says, but he, Jesus, was wounded and bruised for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was lashed and we were healed. Other translations say it this way. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. You hear the shalom in that. Complete and whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. Listen, once we accept Jesus, once we surrender ourselves to Jesus and make our lives about Jesus, we can experience peace with God. And when we experience peace with God, it's then that we can experience peace from God. Once we're in relationship with God, 
The Spirit of God then lives within us and He begins to continue to change us. He continues the work in us to create in us what we need. You know the scripture, it's found in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And it says this, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithful, gentleness, and self-control. When we allow the Holy Spirit to control our lives, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, we can experience a peace of God in our lives. I think probably something we need to learn because we're people that like to have control in life. But I think if we're going to experience peace, you can write this down. I think it's a pretty important point. It's this, we need to learn to release what is not ours to control. We need to give to God what we were not intended to control, rather than trying to control everything. Some people will say the Spirit controls their lives when in fact they control the Spirit, or at least they seek to. The frustrations in our lives generally result from us trying to control what we can't control, what we were not intended to control. When we have peace with God, we can experience peace from God, from His Spirit within us. Because he knows how much we need peace in this world that we live in right now. He knows what you're experiencing. He knows what you're watching on the news. He knows what you're facing in life. And he knows that you need his peace. And he wants to provide that for you. God knows that we need peace for things that are out of our control. And God's peace is greater than these areas of our lives that are out of control. Listen really quick, what are some of the things we need God's peace for in our lives? First of all, we need this. We need peace that eliminates frustrations. I realize that I've already mentioned this, but we need to learn to release what is not ours to control. We can't control people. We can't control circumstances. We can't control political issues. It doesn't mean that we don't have political issues. It just means that we can't control it. And we can't control people that are different from us. We weren't called to control people. We were called to love people. Listen, here's what happens, and it's another point you can write down. If we don't learn to release our frustrations, they will in time control us. What we seek to control will actually be what controls us. Here's what Jesus said. He says, I have said these things to you that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have peace tribulation. You will have troubles. You will have frustrations. You will have difficulties. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus says, take heart. I'm greater than the difficulties and I'm greater than the frustrations. I'm greater than the things that are out of control. Just remember that Jesus is greater than whatever the source is that's causing frustration in your life. Here's another reason why we need God's peace, and it's this. peace. We need God's peace that overcomes our fears. Because we live in a hostile world and a violent world, not just turbulent, but also unstable, we need to allow God's peace to govern our hearts, to quiet our hearts. Remember again, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, I do not give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. God is greater than the world we live in. He's greater than the governments and the systems and the rules and everything that the world is trying 
and grasping that to create peace that seems to be falling apart, God is greater than all of those things. There's no reason to fear because God is in control of what we have no control of. God's working His plan in this world and in your life. Trust Him with that. Here's another reason why we need God's peace, and it's this. We need peace that extends forgiveness. In a culture of relational chaos and brokenness, gosh, this is an important peace to have. Listen in Ephesians, it says that Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility towards each other was put to death. We have no reason to be hostile towards others. We're not trying to conquer others. We don't need to overpower others. We are responsible to love others. Listen, when it comes to this issue of relational peace, an important fact that we have to look at is this. You write it down. We can only give what we possess. If we don't have God's forgiveness, we can't extend God's forgiveness. If we don't have God's love, we can't extend God's love. If we don't have compassion, we can't extend compassion. And the best way to get those things is to understand that God has those things for you. That God looks at you with compassion. That God looks at you with forgiveness. That God looks at you with love. And if God looks at you with compassion, we can look at others with compassion. Others need what we have received. I just want to remind you that our peace with God is reflected in the peace that we have with others. The forgiveness we have towards others. The love we have towards others. Remember, the Holy Spirit is in you working peace so that you can have relational peace with others. You don't have to be stressed out about others. You can't control them. You weren't designed to control them. Here's another reason why we need God's peace. We need a peace that changes our focus. Listen, we live in dangerous times. We live in uncertain times. We live in unstable times. And when we, because we live in those kinds of times, that's where our focus tends to go. We tend to be consumed with the things in this world that are unstable and falling apart. Again, things that are out of our control. Just remember that the things that are going on in this world are subject to the creator of this world. God is involved in what's going on around you and he's present with you. Rather than focusing on what is out of your control, focus on God who is in control. Let that be the focus of your life. Listen, when God is the focus of your life, he will provide peace in your life. You know the scripture, but it's in Philippians chapter 4. It says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Let your focus be consumed with God. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. If ever we needed our hearts guarded and protected from the fears in life, we need the peace of God. To be our guard, we need our focus to change. Listen, as we've gone through this series, one of the things that we've addressed and we've dealt with is the promises of God belong to the family of God. If you want to experience the promises of God, You've got to be a part of the family of God. And God makes that possible to every single person. Remember, what you do with Jesus really matters. 
When you accept what Jesus did on the cross for your sins personally, when you embrace Jesus, when you make him the Lord of your life, and when you make his purpose and his mission your purpose and your mission, when we live to love God and love people, you will experience a peace that exceeds anything that you can understand for all that you face in life. And man, God wants that for you. All you have to do is talk to God. All you have to do is say, God, help me. I surrender myself to you. Have mercy on me, God. Change me. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And Father, each person that's listening, we all have our fears that we're going through. We all have those scenarios in our lives that are out of our control. We all have those issues and those things that we face that are causing frustrations in our lives. And Father, first and foremost, for those that are wanting to begin a relationship with you as they surrender themselves to you, as they give themselves to you, as they embrace you. Father, I ask that you would establish peace within them. Father, may they experience peace with you so that they can experience peace from you. Father, for each person that's listening, for all of us, Father, I ask that you would walk with us and that you would encourage us. And Father, that you would give us peace for the difficult times that we live in, for the unstable times, the uncertain times. Father, for those that are in Ukraine, we lift them to you. And you know that they need you in such a desperate way. And I pray for protection. And I ask that your spirit would pour out upon them, that you would create a revival of sorts, an awakening in the Ukrainian people. May they turn to you. Father, may they experience your power in their lives. Father, for what is going on in our world and how it affects us in the world. Father, we ask for peace. Father, we choose to focus on you, not on what is out of our control. Father, thank you for your peace that gives us strength. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I hope that you experience the peace of God in your life every single day. We desperately need it. God knows that. That's why he's producing it for you. We just have to allow him to control our lives rather than seek to control what is out of our control. I want to encourage you to get into a small group. I want to encourage you to get it with people that can pray with you and encourage you. Listen, we belong as the church. We belong to each other. It's our responsibility to pray for each other, encourage one another. But if we live isolated lives, if we live separated lives, it's difficult for others to come alongside of us and encourage us. I want to encourage you to get into a connection group if you're not in one. And you can find out information about connection groups on the QR code. Thank you guys for your financial gifts. Thanks for financially supporting the quest and for allowing us to continue to do what God's called us to do. Thank you for investing in the projects that we have going on. For example, we're really trying to do live streaming at our church, but there's a cost that's attached to that. If you would like to give towards that, just encourage you. You can scan the QR code and you can give online. If you need someone to pray with you, if you need someone to encourage you, if you need to talk with us, you can do that through the QR code. We would love to connect with you. We would love to pray with you. Man, I hope that you experience God's peace today. And as you go and all that you do and all that you face, may you be able to trust God and trust his plan for this world. Remember, we need to release to God those things that we were not intended to control. All we have to do is love people. Love God. Love people. Pray that you do that this week. Have a great rest of your week. God's best to you. Bye-bye.